0: Join the room. Come into the room, everyone. Good Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. It's a Friday. It's the end of the week. It's beautiful here where I am. Sun is shining. It may be a little chilly out there, but... To God be the glory. It's still a blessing. We rose up this morning. We get to see a new day. We get to see the present. It's a present to us. Amen. And so we just are thankful today. I don't know about you, but I'm just grateful to be woke this morning. But grateful to be here in on October 21st, 2022. Hallelujah. Just, just excited for what God is doing. Excited for what God is going to be doing in your life and um yeah i'm just i just i just sense that it's just going to be we're going to see a lot of this new things here a lot of us are entering into a new season we are in or we are in the new season it may not feel like it because maybe things physically feel the same or are the same but you have to understand the way that the spirit realm works. like you you transition and you cross over in the spirit first right and then the natural you catch up with the natural the origin the genesis is always in the spirit so this is why sometimes we feel pressure we can feel an unrest we can feel you know like a little bit of like cloudiness like we not we know we feel like there is something that we can't put our finger on it we don't know like what's going on and a lot of time that's because you have crossed over into the into the blessing into the promised land amen And and you may still have to fight through some things in the natural. Because even the children of Israel, they had to take possession. They had to fight. They had to war against the, the people and the inhabitants that were already in the land. So even though you are entering your season of blessing, this is your season, your time. There's a time and a season for everything under the sun. Don't be discouraged and don't be dismayed. The Lord is with you wherever you go. And don't be shaken and moved because things don't look the way you thought they would look. The process this is the way you thought it would be. You know, like the circumstances haven't changed like you thought it would. You feel like you're still waiting, right? But your portion is grace and mercy. It is goodness, hallelujah. Good reports, good things, you know, blessings, prosperity, healing, wholeness, right? As, a, as the people of God, that is our portion. Grace and Mercy. This is Jacqueline Carr, My Portion. This is one of one of my favorite songs. Um, because sometimes when you're in a space where you need to be encouraged, you need to be reminded that if your circumstances is contrary to the Word of God, that's not your portion. So if you just still are feeling like you have a sickness in your body, but you know you were healed, sickness not your portion. Disease, not your portion, right? Death isn't your portion, right? It doesn't matter. Poverty isn't your portion. Sorrow isn't your portion. Grief, mourning, we experience those things in life, but you shouldn't be in a perpetual cycle. That's not your portion. You should have joy. The Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength, that he will give us everlasting joy. So we should be experiencing the fruit, the goodness of the land, the goodness of God, right? He didn't take the children of Israel into a land that was dry and barren and fruitless. It was a land of abundance, a land of, um flowing milk and honey. And it had all of these, all of this fruit and all of this bountiful goodness attached to it. And that is your portion, amen. So yes, we're going to get started. Welcome, welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we are redefining a woman's worth. I am your host, Janelle Renee, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Everyone who's going to come in live, thank you for being here with us, rocking with us another Friday. I have a quick story um, because uh, I did do a podcast last Friday, and it was such an interesting situation because I literally did a whole podcast for about almost 50 minutes. It was phenomenal. It was blessing my life because I was in a rut last Friday. I was feeling like really down, discouraged, defeated. There were some things I have been believing for, a thing in particular that I have been believing for that I have been way into distance for God to open the door for me to go take possession of it because I have believed I believe that God had um, said that this thing was for me because some how many of us know that sometimes God will be very specific to you about a thing that he is giving you and so there was this particular thing that I was believing for and I was just waiting on God I felt like I had did everything I needed to do in the natural and I felt like I was obedient to do everything that he required of me so right at that point i was just in faith waiting and i just continued to be in faith i still was just like full 100 just believing that god was going to do it and then that friday morning i ended up going to check the status of it and um the way it, it looked the status the report was that someone else had may have gone to take possession of it right and immediately, I was like, I felt discouraged. I felt doubt. I felt you defeated, right? Like, dang, here we go again. Um, because I really was believing this, this thing, and I was believing, like, Lord, you said, and I had prayed, and I even asked that, Lord, if this is not for me, if this is not you, if this is just a selfish desire, even though I know your word says, in Psalms uh, 37, four and five, that if I delight myself in the Lord, he shall um, grant me the desires of my heart. But I was even honest with myself, like, Lord, if this is just a desire, remove it, remove it, Lord, because I really only want what you want from me. And so I was going through everything that I felt to do just to guard my heart, right? And so to to look at it and see that it was just so discouraging. So I was having a very hard day and um, I really wasn't, going to do the podcast at all, because last week's podcast episode was called Believe Again, and I told the Lord, like, I can't get up here on the podcast and be fake and phony before the listeners, if I'm not really feeling in my heart and my spirit, believe again, and so I was like, I'm not going to do it, so I was really just just in my feelings, I was in my emotions, I was crying, Um, I just was just, I was just sad and I was like, you know what? I just want to be in this. Sometimes we have to allow ourselves to be present in the moment, right? When we experience um, a, a, a report that's different than what we were expecting or believing for, our human and natural response is going to be Um, in most cases, it'll be feeling discouraged, feeling defeated, you know, and so those things are real, you know, I never want to make it seem like just because we're believers that we're not human, and we don't have emotions and feelings, it's just about not staying there, right, because even Elijah, after he had experienced the biggest victory in his ministry, right, he, he, God answered by fire. He sopped up all the water around the altar. He completely consumed the altar. And then Elijah went and slaughtered the 450 prophets of Baal. And how many of us know that when you when you get a great victory in the Lord, that the enemy in the kingdom of darkness is not just going to sit and roll over and be like, okay, we just defeated. We ain't doing nothing else. They going to come back with something and they're going to try to come back with something harder because the, the the goal is to knock you out. The goal is to knock you down. The goal is to get you discouraged. The goal is to get you to forfeit, get you to give up, right? Even when... um even when the three kings were, were, was going up, um, the, against the other kings because, um, Joram had asked Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom to come with him and to go fight against, um, the king, uh, Moab, I believe it was. And because the king of Moab decided he wasn't going to continue to fulfill the, the the deal or the the contract that his father had with Ahab which was Joram's father and so he was mad because he like oh this dude gonna play me he ain't trying to give me my sheep the sheep that he's supposed to be paying and so he like let's I'm going to war with him but he decided he wanted to get some allies so he get the king of Judah because he was the king of Israel he get the king of Judah and he get the king of Edom and now they're going to fight against the king of Moab and whoever the allies was with the king of Moab long story short they decided to go a certain route, um, because they didn't seek the Lord first. And so when they went this route, they, they ran into, uh, a drought, right? They ran into a dry place where it was like a desert and they were out there for like seven days or so. They were just going in circles. They couldn't advance to go forward because sometimes, Maybe it is God's will for us to do something or advance in something, but we still have to seek Him on the strategy. And so, what they felt to do was to seek God on the strategy. And so, because they didn't seek God, they found themselves in a famine. They found themselves in a in a dry place where there was no water for the men or the cattle. And and so they were gonna literally like um die of thirst because they out in the heat is this dry sun, sun beating on them, no shade, no water nowhere. And so now they're desperate. And then that's when the King, King, um, Jehoshaphat said, is there not a prophet in the land? Right. So let us go find a prophet. And so, you know, Joram like, yeah, there's this prophet Elijah, but you know, he, he'll never have nothing good to say about me, whatever. So they go find the prophet. They consult the, you know, they consult the Lord to get wisdom on what should they do. Should they go against these, um, this other King and and should they, you know, go to war in advance. And so Elijah, Elisha, he was really not feeling it at first because he ain't like, um, Joram because who his father was and his father was the enemy to his predecessor, Elijah. So, but he understood it's not about my feelings because we have to know, especially those of us that are called the leadership, this is a sidebar. You have to get out your feelings when it comes to the things of God, because it didn't matter what he felt about this man individually. Is he? They came to consult the Lord, and unless the Lord said, "Don't consult me for them," you need to go before God on their behalf because that is your that is your position. That is what God called you to do. But he was able to get himself together. He like, bring me a minstrel, and if it wasn't for the fact that I respect your King Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't even look at you. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go before the Lord on y'all behalf. And the Lord tell him, "Yes." go, go against them, I'm gonna deliver them into your hand. And he was like, and then he gave them instructions. He's like, dig ditches. He said, and, and and it will not be wind and there will not be rain, but there will be water because that's what they really needed. They needed victory, but they also needed water, right? But it was in the seeking Lord for the strategy where they were able to get the instructions that they had to follow to get the result of being victorious. And so they did everything God told them to do. The water came. They was able to be refreshed, rejuvenated, their men, their cattle. Then they go up and advance against the other kings. Right. And they started winning. They started slaughtering them. They was winning. And next thing you know, one of the kings decided to go and consult his, his idol god. And he sacrificed his son to appease his idol god. And his idol god, it said the anger of his god raged up against, you know, the armies of Israel and the armies of Israel retreated. Because, see, sometimes the blessing, sometimes the victory is going to cause the enemy to come even harder in, in hopes that you'll retreat. And see, God told him, though, he already said, if you will dig ditches, it's not going to be wind or rain, but it's going to be water. And they saw the miracle of that. And they seen how they were already advancing. But see, sometimes God don't tell us the whole picture. So God didn't tell them. But y'all will y'all will enter into a place where the opposition is going to rise up against you. And so they got to that point where the opposition decided that because of their God, they started rising up and they started fighting back and they started, you know, coming against them in a more vicious way. And they they were full of fear and they retreated because that's what the enemy is going to do. The blessing is going to cause the kingdom of darkness to come with another attack. And it's going it's probably going to be more hurtful, more difficult, more opposition is going to be something to really try to knock you down because you're closer than you think. The same way with Elijah, he went and ran into the cave because after he, after he had this great victory, he, he was on this great high. He, he, after he slaughtered all of these, uh, false prophets, these prophets about Jezebel, who was, you know, she, she was the queen uh, married to King Ahab, but she was really wicked. And she was into a lot of witchcraft and idolatry and idol worship and all of this, you know, really, really um evil and wickedness is it said, it's said in the Bible that when it comes to her and her husband, Ahab, that there was no other king listed in the history of Israel's king that was as wicked as they were. But she was mad because now what she set up had already been torn down, her prophets that she was going to and that she was um uh, you know trying to influence the children of israel to to bow down to had been slaughtered by Elijah. so she got mad and she decided to put a head out on him. Now, he didn't just experience this great high. He just had this great blessing, this great victory. Right. And but now because the king, because the enemy decided to come and launch another attack on his life, he went running, crying, you know, in a cave and asking God to just kill him. He just wanted to die. Because sometimes the blessing, because the closer you get, the more damage you do to the enemy's camp, to the kingdom of darkness, they're going to launch another attack because the hope is that this attack is going to knock you off. It's going to knock you down. It is going to get you to retreat. It's going to get you to run into the cave, to give up, to throw in a towel, to, to forfeit your promise, to forfeit the blessing. It's going. That's what it's designed to do. But... God allowed Elijah to be in that cave for a moment. But see, because sometimes God understands that in our humanness, we got feelings. It don't feel good. Sometimes fear do want to come in. Sometimes doubt does come in. Sometimes hopelessness, defeat, all of these things, they are real. So God will allow us in our to to experience it and to be present in the moment. But he doesn't want us to stay there. So after so long, he had to go to Elijah in this cave, and Elijah literally then tucked his tail under. You know, he's in a, he's in full retreat, defeated mode, and God had to go to him like, "What are you doing here? I've called you to do something. Have you not? Like, I, you you've seen miracle after miracle." You've seen the dead raise. You at your word, there the the heavens were shut for three years and there was no no rain, and then at your word again, there was rain. Like you you just defeated these four hundred and fifty prophets. I just answered by fire and licked up all the water around the altar. Like you've seen me. You see me in all my glory, you see me in all my power. But just because the enemy is coming after you, because the enemy is lost an attack, and yes, the enemy don't fight fair, but you serve a God who is bigger and greater. So he's like Elijah, what are you doing here? I've called you to something because the blessing is going to cause the enemy forces because now it's like they're running. You know, it's like they're scattering around trying to figure out what is this last attack we can launch. Maybe this one to take them out because they know they're already defeated. Right. They know that you already have the victory. What they do is they try to get you so distracted and focus on the attack that you lose sight of. You already won. Elijah didn't need to worry about Jezebel and her hit on his life because he had God on his side, because if God before you, who can be against you? And yes, the blessing, sometimes you might have to go into possess your land, but you got to sometimes war. And sometimes the the enemies that come against you are going to be those closest to you. Because the enemy is going to in desperation and because he's evil and wicked, he's going to try to do something that's truly going to impact you and knock you off and like knock the wind out of you and so we got to understand that the blessing is amazing it's beautiful it's your right it's your inheritance as a believer when when the lord made his covenant with with abraham with isaac with uh, with jacob with adam with noah with david right uh, every covenant that he made he's a covenant keeping god he keep his covenants forever he don't change. So everything that's all right, it belongs to you. Whatever God promised you, it belongs to you. It is yours. And yes, that might come with opposition. The blessing, I think a lot of times we focus on the good part of the blessing. And that's great because sometimes we need to be encouraged in the moment where we're we're in the midst of the battle. We're in the midst of the war, right? We're in the midst of the weight. And so just focusing on just how the goodness of God and the goodness of the blessing and Seeing yourself possessing it and seeing yourself being blessed, seeing yourself being prosperous, seeing yourself being fruitful, seeing yourself, you know, occupying whatever territory, seeing yourself, whatever it is that God has promised you, sometimes we gotta have that to just stay afloat. Because if we don't, we'll we'll get discouraged sometimes just in the wait. But we got to be balanced and understand that we have to be aware that just because we are occupying the blessing or have already received the blessing does not mean the enemy not going to launch an attack. And that is why it's so important that we stay in the face of God. We stay in prayer, we stay in fasting, we stay in the word because see, a lot of times the Lord will warn us or give us the um give us the insight even before the attack launch so you're able to prepare yourself. But what happens is because you know sometimes life can get busy. I know me, I'm going to speak from um experience, right? Um, Because I'm always liking to be transparent. We keep it hot here. Honest, open, and transparent on the Purity After Promiscuity podcast. Um, But I I just know, like, last month, it was a big month for me. Um, It was my birthday, two of my son's birthdays. We had a conference, a big conference at our church. Um, I had a photo shoot. So I I did a lot of ripping and running. A lot. Like, I'm talking about days i would get up and leave in the morning and i wouldn't be home until like two and three in the morning i'm talking about ripping and running all day going the majority of the day without even eating because i'm just you know just moving in traffic and just you know not be you know not in a position where i'm still enough to even eat like i mean i went almost the whole month like that no exaggeration you know because i was hanging out with people hanging out with people for my birthday celebrate my birthday celebrate my son's birthdays you know just just trying to prepare, prepare for my photo shoot, prepare for the conference, prepare, you know, for, for my birthday. Like, you know, just doing so much. I was doing everything but being where I was supposed to be, which was I should have been at home and I should have been seeking God because I knew already that it just the, the timing was speaking, right? Because we were, in, we were embarking on Rosh Hashanah, which is the head of the year or the, the, um, new year in the Hebrew calendar. And so that all always is, Always, that that's always bringing about transition, because you're transitioning from the old year to the new year, right? From the old to the new. There's a crossing over every time we're entering into that particular MOAD or that feast or that timing in God's calendar. There's always a lot of activity going on, and there's a lot of activity going on because the heavens are open. God is moving. He's releasing blessings. And then also the enemy is trying to counter things. He's trying to get you the forfeit things. He's trying to get you distracted so you out of position. So there's a lot of activity going on. And the thing that we should be doing as believers is we should be seeking God more than ever because there are things that we need to be aware of. There are things that we need to be doing. There are things God wants to download into us about our new year that you're only going to get if you are in his presence. Well, me, I was all over the place. I was out here and, and not even thinking, right? It wasn't even a thought. And now some days I was literally drained and exhausted. I mean, exhausted to the point where I had no energy, but I would just some kind of way find the, the, the strength to get up and go and go and go and go. And it was like I was just in a perpetual state of go mode. So boom, September came and it went. And then it was some, th- and then we entered, we went from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur or Kippur, which is the day of atonement. So we went from Rosh Hashanah to the 10 holy, um, the 10 days of all or the, you know, the 10 high holy days, um, from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, the day of atonement. These are all times that we should be putting everything that is not important that we don't have to do on um, pause and seeking God, being in his presence examining our lives examining our hearts examining ourselves you know repenting like we should be doing all of these things to prepare to receive the blessing to prepare to receive the new the new beginnings, right and so my church does a very good job of teaching on this to god be the glory god bless them um but Yet and still, even though I was hearing it, it was being taught in the pulpit, I was receiving it. It was like I still was so consumed and distracted with so many other things. To be honest, that wasn't that important that I could have said no I could have decided to sacrifice and just spend time in the face of God because that would have been more beneficial for me but instead I was so distracted with trying to do everything else that I wasn't seeking God and I wasn't praying and I wasn't reading my bible and when I would pray it would be like a quick prayer in the car because I was so busy on the move and so now I knew I was in a season of transition I knew God was about to you know release the blessing because the time we was in and then next thing you know boom I'm blindsided and hit with with some spiritual warfare and some things that that came in the natural that I didn't see coming and here's the thing God would have probably he would have forewarned me had I been in position to hear because wisdom speaks from the entrance Wisdom is there to prevent you from getting into something, right? But when you are not allowing yourself the time to be in God's presence, the time to sit at God's feet, then you don't get that wisdom and now you get into the situation and now you need God to come rescue you. So I'm like, how did this happen? I didn't see this coming. It, it's totally blindsided me. It like knocked the wind out of me. Like I was feeling like I was on a high like Elijah. I had just really, this was my first year that I really, really was able to partake into, in the feast and to partake into, you know, the Lord's, um, the Lord's feast and, and these Moaz and these high holy days. It was the first time that I was able to sow into the feast and really, you know, do the things that we are instructed to do according to the word of God for the feast. This was my first year being able to do this. And so I'm super excited. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm believing that God is about to do all the things he promised me. I'm just in expectation, right? So I don't even see the weapon that's forming. So even though we know that the scripture says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, sometimes that weapon forming, we still feel it. Now that don't mean it's gonna completely overtake you. It don't mean that it's going to prosper over you. But that don't mean you will, you won't feel it. And see, I'm feeling the effect of the weapon. And that and the the effect of the weapon was literally um it, it 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 took it really knocked the wind out of me. And I didn't see it coming. And what made it even more um just damaging and destructive was the fact that how it came and who it came through like the route on which it came it was something that again I wouldn't have I wouldn't have never thought I would have never thought that I would be experiencing this particular situation I would never have thought that this particular person would have you know done whatever they done right and so I totally didn't see this coming but then the Lord had to remind me because I was just so upset and angry and I was just really in my feelings and really in my emotions and really just wanting to just really not be doing things the way the word the word of God tells us I wanted to be completely in my flesh because this thing was like it was that like it came and it hit and I was like whoa wait a minute hold up no we ain't and so I had to but I like to be honest with myself and with God and and I love how God is so gracious and he showed me myself and he like daughter you were so distracted. You were so busy, see, sometimes being like they got that little that little uh that little statement or um that little catchphrase, that little cliche, booked them busy. Well, being a believer and being a child of God, being booked and busy ain't always a good thing. Because if you're too busy, then you don't have, you're not giving God room. You're not giving God time. You're not prioritizing his presence. You're not seeking him first, right? In, In Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye the kingdom first. And so now, after the fact, a lot of times we we be all good when ain't nothing happening. But then the moment we get into a storm or a trial, now we're going to God and we're seeking Him and we're praying and we're you know we're begging Him to help us to get us out of it. Oh, we're like, why did this happen to me? What is this? What what is going on? I ain't did nothing nobody. We got all this stuff to say. And truth be told, you don't have to do something to somebody for life to happen. Truth be told, you don't have to do something to somebody for somebody for whatever reason to do something that that is you know, indifferent towards you or negative towards you because we're all human, right? Life's going to happen to us all. But again, God is always wanting to prepare us. He's always wanting to give us a strategy before wisdom wants to speak in the onset at the entrance. So when that thing happens, you not knocked off your game. You're literally able to be steadfast, unyielding, immovable. And see, a lot of times where we get caught up at is when we experience that type of attack. Because again, the enemy don't fight fair, but we know he who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. We lose sight of the fact that this is an indicator that we're closer to the blessing than we think. The enemy not going to fight this hard. He not going to be pulling out all the stops if you not closer to the blessing than you see. And what I happened is and what was happening with me is I started to get consumed by this situation and consumed by this attack and consumed by, you know, who the person was and consumed by all these situations that seemed like they started just coming all at me at once. It was like I was in, inundated, like I was just being overwhelmed and bombarded with thing after thing after thing. And, it, and I was really in a place where I wanted to just give up because I'm like, this is too much. God, this is unfair. I'm doing everything that I believe you're telling me to do. Why am I going through this and see the enemy want to keep us in that place instead of me getting still seeking and believing God and praising him and still worshiping and still praying and doing the things that I know I need to do. I got to the point where I was just not even really praying, I was just soaking, and I was just in my tears and in my feelings and continually to, to 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 replay the situation in my mind and being consumed by words that were spoken and things that have been done and and the fact that I'm innocent in the matter and I ain't did nothing wrong, and you know all of these things that God already know. God knows everything. So when you know that something, and this is how you know, see, ooh, the Holy Spirit really is speaking right now because this is how you know. This is nothing more than a distraction to get you out of position. If you experience an attack and you know, like, and you're honest with yourself that you did nothing wrong and that you are not, you didn't sin, this is not a consequence, you didn't make a bad decision, you know, you know, you just really didn't do anything for this to happen, but it happened anyway. That's a clear indicator, like, you're closer to the blessing than you think. You're closer to the blessing than you think. Don't get weary and well doing in this, in this time, this is, and as hard as it is, because again, this is me speaking to myself, you got to just rise above. You got to take the high role. You got to trust that God is going to vindicate you, that he's going to avenge you because you know, you're innocent. I just remember reading in the Psalms when David even was going through with all the people who was coming against him. And at one point it was even somebody close and he's like, Lord, I'm innocent. In this, avenge me. Don't let my enemies triumph over me. See, God sees already. But we still got to maintain our position. You got to maintain your position. You got to maintain your joy. You got to encourage yourself. You got to stay in praise and worship. You got to stay in prayer and the word. Whatever it is that you know you should be doing, you can't allow this distraction to get knock you all the way off to the point where you just give up and now you forfeit the blessing. And again, this is speak this is me speaking to myself. But the reality was I did have my part in it all, right? My part in not be even not seeing it coming and not really being prepared. Cause I responded in my flesh, to be honest. You know, one of my one of my responses, because I was so upset and just really shocked up at it. But yet and still, instead of me having enough strength built up, because I had if I would have been praying in my most holy face like I should have been, then I would have responded out of my spirit, out of the spirit of God in me versus my flesh. And see, it goes back to. We always have to be honest. If we're going to learn and we're not going to repeat the same thing, we have to take responsibility for our part. Had I been in position, had I been in my household, had I been in the presence of God, had I been praying like I should, had I been had I been in the word like I should, I would have had enough strength. I would have had enough word in me. Right? I would have had I would have been fortified. Hallelujah. I would have been fortified in the in the things of God where I would have been strengthened and I would have been moved. And I wouldn't have responded in my flesh. But I did. And then I had to go back and I had to repent. And even had to apologize. Even though, truth be told, I know I'm not wrong in that matter, but I was wrong in the way I responded. Because you're never supposed to let somebody make you come down to their level. That's feeding right into the enemy's trap. Or even that just that person's trap. You never supposed to let, and so I had to take responsibility in it. I had to take responsibility in the fact that All that time in September that I was gone every day, that was me sacrificing time at home with my kids. I'm an at home mother, right? This is my first ministry. Any of us know your family is your first ministry. God is going to examine everything. He's not gonna just examine what you're doing out in the in in the ministry or how you're serving. You know, he's not gonna just examine, you know, how you're faithful and going to service and church and bible study and you know how you're active and how you're doing this and the third. He's also gonna look at how are you? How are you uh, ma- managing and stewarding your home? That's the first thing he gave you. Are you in a position where you can lead those in your household to Christ? It's all good if you're leading people out in the world to Christ. That's great, but how how does it feel if you're leading other people to Christ, but those that live in your household don't want nothing to do with Christ because of what you're doing? So I had to take responsibility. And then my kids, they would keep being like, "Mom, all you is is gone. All you is is gone. You never home. We never. You never here. You don't ever cook. You never here. You know all you do is go hang out with your friends and party." And I had to, you know, and it hurt because I'm like, "Dang!" Because I took for granted. I took for granted that my kids are older. I don't have babies. My kids are older, so I feel like they're self sufficient. They they teenager, one a teenager and one is, you know, on his way to be a preteen. So in my mind, like they good. Long as they got food, long as they got everything they need in the household, long as I know they safe, you know, they got phones and call me. They got all they stuff that they need. They OK. But no, that was the wrong mindset because this is what God called me to first. I'm a mother first. I'm an at home mother first. See, so I forsook the first assignment. My God. Mm And see, I know on the podcast before last, we talked about not forsaking the assignment God already gave you because, you know, he has he's preparing you for another one. And I've talked a lot about King David and how even though King David was anointed to be the next king, he still had to go back to being a shepherd. He still had to go back to tending the sheep until it was time. Because sometimes God is going to reveal to you your identity. He's going to reveal to you who you are. He's, he might give you a glimpse into your destiny. He may begin to um, you know, reveal your purpose to you, but that is not time for you to actually walk in it. So you gotta be faithful where you are. And see, I wasn't faithful where I was. I wasn't faithful in keeping my house in order. I wasn't faithful in being present for my children. I wasn't faithful in making sure that the order and standard is was met here in my home I I forsook all that to be out ripping and running and doing things and doing things for people and helping other people and helping their families and preparing for this and preparing for that to the point where my children never saw me and so now I have to I have to take responsibility and see God can work with you if you are honest with yourself everything just ain't the enemy right Everything ain't somebody attacking you. Sometimes things are a result of our poor choices. It was a poor choice for me to allow myself to be so distracted to the point where I forsook everything, not just my children and my household, but even God. And I think what allowed me to stay in that place of deception because I was deceiving myself is the fact that a lot of people that I was helping and looking out for was my brothers and sisters in Christ. So you feel like you're doing the work of the Lord and maybe we would pray in the moment. Maybe we will be talking about God. Maybe, you know, things we would do things, you know, that were spiritual, but I still have an obligation for my own spiritual edification because I have to work on my own salvation with fear and trembling. But see, if if that's if 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 that's all it takes to get me out of position, if that's all it takes to get me out of, you know, to forsake the assignment that God already gave me, then am I ready for the blessing? Because sometimes I think we want something and we know God has something for us, but we're not ready for it. We're not mature enough. And so then we think God is delaying. We think, you know, he's withholding from us. We think, you know, somewhere something's being hindered. But God is just like, you're not ready. And if I give it to you now, it's going to destroy you. If I give you the influence now, if I give you the success now, if I give you the marriage now, if I give you the platform now, it's going to destroy you. It's going to take your heart from me. So God says He's a fiercely jealous God. You, He, He won't have you serving any other God other than Him. And sometimes we can make the blessing an idol. Ooh, I don't know about y'all, but this is a good word. Sometimes we can make the blessing an idol if we're not anchored and rooted and grounded in the Lord. If he's just not our all in all, if he's not how we move and breathe and have our being, if he is not our foundation and our source and our strength, if he is not our everything, anything else that come into our life is subject to to be for us to allow it or to put it in his place. So I've been sitting here wondering, racking my brain like, Lord, I don't understand. You promised. You promised. You said this was the season. This was the time. You know, you was going to do this. And I believe you. I know you're not a man that you should lie. I know your word is not returning. Boy, I don't understand why I haven't seen it yet. Like I'm getting tired because I've been hearing word after word and confirmation after confirmation. And I'm like, Lord, I'm getting tired. I don't want to hear another word. I just want to see it. When God is like, but you're not ready. You're not ready because you 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 abandoned the first assignment you abandoned me, you allowed yourself to be so busy that you missed opportunities to seek me to be in my presence to hear from me, and I would have warned you I would have prepared you for what was in ahead was to come, because God is that good, even though he knows the opposition is coming, even though he he knows the blessing will bring opposition. He said he will be, he was, he is going to make sure that he prepares you. He's gonna make sure that you maintain the victory. He's gonna make sure that the weapon that's formed won't prosper over you. But you have to be in his presence. You have to be in his presence. You have to continue to keep him at the forefront. You cannot allow anything to take his place. Not even something that he has given you. Not even the blessing. And we have to be aware that even though the blessing is yours, it's your right, it's your inheritance as a believer. It is word. It is his covenant that he swore way before we was even here. He swore his covenant to, to Adam in the Garden of Eden. He said, be fruitful and multiply, have dominion and subdue the earth. Then he turned around and said, and it's not good for man to be alone. So there are certain things that it's, it's a blessing. It's a covenant. It is your right. Having health is your right. Prosperity is your right. You know, having, you know, healthy relationships and, the, and marriage is your right. Being above and not beneath the head and not the tail. The lender never the borrower. That is your right. As a believer. But. We can't look at those things and let those things become God. And we have to know that there will be opposition. When the Israelites, when the children of Israel had to go scout the land, the Lord had already told them, listen, I'm promised this, this is the land I'm giving you. This is the land I swore to your fathers to give you. This is the land flowing with milk and honey. It's yours. You know, they needed to go scout it out, you know, so they could get strategy just so they could see, you know, what, what the land was like. They could get a, get a glimpse, you know, of what it is, you know, how the land is, how the soil is, how, how the crops is, you know, how the fruit is, you know, what it looks like. You know, they needed to see it, right? Because a lot of times what God will do when he's preparing to cross you over, when he's preparing to release the blessing, he'll give you a glimpse. So he might start connecting you with people who are already successful at doing something he called you to do. He may, he may, he may expose you to, you know, some, some land like the land that he's wanting to bless you with. He may, you know, get, get you in rooms with people, you know, who have, who is already, you know, in that type of position, right? He'll begin to expose you to what he's going to give you. But it's like, just because, when you see it, it looks occupied or just because when you see it, it looks difficult or just because when you see it, you don't think you're worthy or you look at yourself and you think you're unqualified. Whose report are you going to believe? That's what got the children of Israel wandering around the, the wilderness for 40 years. It was because the report, they believed the that fear, the report of fear instead of the report of the Lord. Well, he already promised it to you. But see, even though it was promised to them that it was people in the land, so that means that he, they, they was going to have to fight. And sometimes they didn't fight. Sometimes they just had to follow instruction. They just had to march around Jericho one time a day for six days and on a seven day, seven time and then blow the trumpet and shout. It's not always just because there's somebody in in the place that you know God has already given you territory over or giving you victory or it's already said it's yours that don't mean there's always opposition, just because somebody there sometimes it's just about your obedience we are you willing to follow the instruction even if it sounds silly? Can you imagine Jericho's walls were like something like I can't even remember, but I studied it out, but like the walls were so thick that they, it was impenetrable. It was like unheard of. Like that, their wall, their city was truly fortified. It was truly fortified. Like you couldn't get in and you couldn't get out. Like they made, like the wall was so high and so thick. Right. But what God told them to do, he didn't tell them to take a cannon and start shooting cannonballs at it and start making bombs and shooting bombs and raining down fire and brimstone. No, he said, I need you to walk around every day for six days and on the seventh day, seven times i need you to send the ark and the priest ahead i need y'all to blow the shofars and shout and i'm gonna give y'all victory and they did it and what happened those walls came down sometimes we forsake the small instruction because we think it's insignificant maybe the reason why the blessing you haven't received it yet or haven't walked into it or you haven't seen the victory yet is because god has given you some instruction and it don't make sense and so you haven't done it And I'm speaking to myself, too, by the way, (laughs) because there are some things that God told me to do. There's one thing in particular that he has told me to do over and over and over. And I have done it. Right. And so I want to free somebody today. Partial obedience is disobedience. I'll say it again. Partial obedience is disobedience. God said you have to be careful to follow all of the instruction and you will have success in all that you do in Joshua 1. And so I did it and and I did it reluctantly the first time. And so when I did it, I expected to see the immediate result of do, going to where God told me I was going to go, right? I believed that I was going to immediately see, you know, the hand of God move because I did it, but I didn't. So now I was kind of like, well, dang, did I really hear the Lord? Did I really hear him without my own voice? Because I did it, but why God why why am I still here? But then God has said here, even in the recent weeks, if I'm honest, even in the recent days, if I'm honest, to finish, right? Because I started it, right? But I didn't finish it because I stopped. Oh my God. It shit that bitches simple. Just like when he told the people, the children of Israel, the exiles that got released and was to go back in Ezra and Haggai and Zechariah, they were they were supposed to go back to rebuild the temple. And in, in rebuilding the temple, they started it, right? They, they, you know, Ezra, he, he got, he got favor. He got, um, uh, the king was his, like, his benefactor. He provided him everything he needed financially to go back to Jerusalem, to rebuild the Lord's temple, to offer sacrifices, you know, to, to do whatever it is that he needed to do for his God. This is a pagan king, right? A pagan king had given him money, gave him provision, gave him support, you know, gave him access, gave him letters. I mean, I mean, gave him whatever he needed. Excuse me, not letters. That was Nehemiah. But everything he needed to go do God's will. Cause see, that's how God is. That's why the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just because God will even have people who are not believers to support what you're doing, to finance what you're doing. That's a word for somebody. But needless to say, you know, the people, um, Jeshua and, um, Zerubbabel, they were commissioned as well to go back into, you know, to, to build the temple for the Lord. And so what happened was they started it, right? Cause that's what we do a lot of times. We get the word of the Lord. We get an instruction. We're excited. We're zealous. We go, we do it. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. And in the midst of us doing it in obedience, we experienced opposition. See, they started to build, rebuild the temple. They started to gather. They started to come. They started to put things in place to rebuild. And then they experienced opposition. The, um, the, the other governor and leaders of the provinces decided that they wanted to go and write a letter to the king to stop the building so they experienced opposition even though god told them to do it they experienced opposition so then they just stayed stagnant for years see they started the work but it wasn't completed and because the opposition because of the distraction and so then God had to send the prophet Haggai and he had to send the prophet Zechariah to say to stir to stir up the spirit of the Lord in them to say what are y'all doing the Lord this thus saith the Lord y'all are sitting up because they had just abandoned the, the assignment altogether and they just started building their lives they started building big beautiful houses and planting gardens and you know doing everything just that they wanted to do. They just stopped, they for they began to forsake what God told them to do because they experienced opposition, then became came in procrastination, then stagnation, and then they just abandoned ship altogether. And God came back to them after years because it wasn't they wasn't gonna be galvanized to go back and do it unless God sent somebody. So he had to send the prophets, he sent more than one prophet to say, Hey, y'all sitting around and y'all big beautiful house is why my house lie in ruins and this is why y'all got holes in y'all pockets and everything every time you go and you produce something I'm blowing on it and I'm blowing it away and you eat but you're not satisfied you thirst but you're home you you drink but you're still thirsty like he just started going in on them because he said you didn't complete it starting it is good but we got to we got to finish and so a lot of the time, the reason why God ain't moved yet, because yes, it seems silly, or yes, there was opposition. Yes, you know I may have gotten distracted, but we gotta get back on course. And so there's something that God told me to do, and He keeps telling me to do it. If I'm because that's the thing about God, He don't change His mind. The, when He give you an instruction, He not giving you another one until you fulfill that first one completely. And so he told me to do something. And it's like, I just ain't been having the energy or I set my mind to do it. But I allowed distraction to come in. But we're going to have to learn how to fight through distraction. We just are. We're going to have to learn how to say no to things, even no to ourselves in order to do what God told us to do. We're going to have to learn how to prioritize our time and prioritize the things of God first, especially if we want to see God move. God ain't on our schedule. He's not on our time. We are on his and some things are time sensitive. And so there is an instruction that, you know, God has told you to do and you a lot of it is tied to the blessing because this is the season for a lot of us to walk in our blessing. Walk in our promised land, walk in our new beginnings, right? To walk into our destiny. But again, it's going to depend on your obedience. It's going to depend on your ability to be steadfast. It's going to depend on your ability to stay the course. Yes, opposition is going to come. Yes, you might get distracted, but you got to get back on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. It's okay. Repent and come back. And I'm talking to myself because like I just said, I fell away. I did. I got distracted. I did. I put everything else that had nothing to do with God and nothing to do what he told me to do in front of what he told me to do. And now I'm wondering why I'm still waiting. I'm wondering why I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting because God is still waiting on me. He's still waiting on me to fulfill the last instruction he gave me. And that's what he's been saying. And I think this might even be something for Some of you that's on the live now or that are listening to replay, whatever God told you to do already, go and complete that. You will be amazed how your active obedience will unlock everything. It will literally be like a domino effect. It would be like somebody just literally just turned on the faucet and blessings is coming and overtaking you. Not because God is withholding anything from you. Not because God, you know, doesn't love you or because he is just, you know, trying to delay you or, you know, torment you. No, because your obedience, the blessing is tied to your obedience. And even if you got to war through some opposition, don't give up stay the course, be steadfast, don't move. That's what the opposition is designed to do, to get you out of position, to get you to move. Yes. That's why it seemed like every problem under the sun go all of a sudden come now. Yes. Yes. It's going to seem like everything, your family going to start acting crazy. If you got kids, your kids going to start acting crazy. If you work, your job going to start acting crazy. If you got some friends, they going to start acting crazy. Yes. That's gonna happen because that's a sure sign that you're closer to the blessing than you think. That's why you cannot move. You cannot move. You stay the course. You be steadfast. Sometimes you just have to you have to just ignore it and give it to God because He sees everything already. But don't take your eyes. Off of the prize, be in Christ. He is our reward, right? But the blessing is something that God wants to make sure that you stay focused and that you are prepared and you're able to receive it and manage it and that you're not gonna give up and forfeit the blessing just because it's opposition on the other side. What would the children of Israel have done? They would have never occupied that promised land. They would have never I just had, took possession of their inheritance. Because once they was able to defeat every enemy that was there, God gave them victory. He handed their enemy into their hand. He sent the hornet before them to drive out the enemy. He dispossessed kingdoms and nations for them. But would have because they saw the kingdoms, would have because they saw the opposition, would have because they saw that it was a fight, they decided to give up, then they would have never experienced the blessing. It's almost a prerequisite for the blessing. Opposition is almost a prerequisite. Because the, I don't I don't know anybody in the Bible that experienced a blessing, especially a huge blessing, that they didn't have to go through something first. Abraham had to go through a wait of 24 years. Joseph had to go through being hated and envied by his brothers and thrown into a pit and sold into slavery. Je, uh, David had to go through going back to the being a shepherd boy and then going to the palace and then being hated by Saul and being killed and being on the run and, and, and all of that. Like nobody. Opposition is almost a prerequisite because that's how you know you are close to the blessing. Because the the... The opposition may be designed to take you out, but God is going to use the opposition to build you up depending on your response. Oh, that's good. The opposition may be designed to take you out, but God will use it to build you up if you respond properly by continue to stay focused stay in position keep your eyes on the lord and what he is doing yes things are hurt yes people will hurt your feelings yes people will lie on you yes people will betray you yes people will try to take advantage of you yes people will persecute you but jesus already told us we will be persecuted and hated because he they hated him first if you like by everything some everybody every single body every person something wrong because everybody not gonna like you because of who you are So we can't be surprised. We can't be taken off, you know, off guard because we experience opposition, opposition, even if it's by people we love. Because the enemy not going to use nobody that can't impact you. He not going to use a stranger because you're going to be looking like, oh, okay. Because a stranger can't even get close enough to you to get to you. So he's going to use those closest to you because his objective is to hit you where it hurts to get you to give up, to get you to get so in your feelings, to get you to get so in your emotions, to get you to get so totally just overwhelmed with this situation and circumstance that you don't even realize that God is like, keep walking, keep going. You're right on the cusp. You're right literally, you're at the line where all you got to do is take one step and you about to cross over don't stop going. This is the this is the word today to everybody who on this live, do not stop going. Yes, things are going to happen. Yes, it's going to look like things are falling apart. Yes, it's going to look like it's up op- going opposite of what God spoke to you. Yes, you're going to experience some some bad news, some you know a negative report. Yes, these things may come, but do not stop going. Do not stop moving. Keep Going forward, keep advancing, keep believing, keep trusting, keep praising, keep praying, keep, keep worshiping, keep reading the word, keep, 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 keep going until you see the manifestation of what God has promised you. Until you see the blessing manifest in your life, do not stop going. The blessing is here. The enemy don't waste this much energy on nobody who ain't close to something that's a threat to him. He don't. He not conjuring up different type of strategies and wiles and and and, and snares to come against somebody and releasing his fiery darts for somebody who's totally like just. On another path, ain't nowhere near what God has called them to, ain't ain't discovering their destiny, ain't uh, fulfilling their purpose, ain't coming into their identity. Like he's not worried about nobody who ain't doing something that is going to be, that's going to impact what he's trying to do. So when the fiery, when the fire feels like it's getting seven times higher, hotter, excuse me, when the fire feels like it's getting seven times hotter, be sure. Unless you know you've done something, we have to be honest because God knows. We're not in a moment where we can play. This is the time to totally be honest, to reveal everything, anything that you think is in you, anything that God is showing you. It is time to repent. It's time to be healed. It's time to be made whole. It's time to release bad habits by bad mindsets, whatever it is that could hinder and stop you. But if you know, that you are living with in righteousness, you ain't doing nothing wrong, you're doing everything you can to obey and to serve God, and these things are just happening, and it seems like they're just happening out of nowhere, be sure. Be sure that this is a telltale sign that you are closer to the blessing than you think, amen? You are closer to the blessing you than you think. That's all I can say. I don't I don't have nothing more because I just I feel like this I'm just stuck on that fast statement. You're closer to the blessing than you think. And no, this won't be for everybody. You gotta know your season. We all wanna think that we are in our season of just the the outpouring of the blessing overtaking us and we may not be you may be in your wilderness season you may be in your stripping season right you know you may be you know in your season where you know God is trying to really just teach you and and mold you right whatever and that's okay because we all go through all seasons all of us don't don't feel bad if you like what this word may not apply to me because that don't mean it won't here soon Because it's a process. God does all things in decency and in order. He moves us along in process. And once we finish one one level, then we go to the next. But his heart for all of us is the blessing. That's our right. That's our inheritance. That's the covenant that he swore. And he's a covenant keeping God. But if you want to advance and accelerate through your process, obey. Obey. Obey, obey the word of the Lord. I don't care what He tell you to do; it don't matter. He told me to do a lot of things that look downright foolish. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I have done some things. If I could tell y'all, it's not the time, but it's, it will be. But I'm gonna sit here and be honest. I have done some things that, if y'all, if I would sit here and tell y'all right now, y'all might comment and say something on here like girl that's crazy and i've done it in faith in obedience even when it don't make sense to me get in the habit of obeying god radically no matter what he tell you to do that is a way to accelerate your process if you obey him if you, if you continue to, to, to stay the course, if you continue to be faithful, that's the, that's how you will, you will get through each level. And next thing you know, you will be walking in your promised land. So be encouraged. And if you are about to walk in your promised land and the blessing, don't give up. Do not, God got you. He didn't bring you all this way to fail you. He is not going to let you fall stand firm whatever yes it's not easy all the time but the joy of the Lord will be your strength he is your strength and your weakness lean on him he said cast your cares on him because he cared for you give it to him let him fight some of these battles sometimes we're exhausting ourselves because we're trying to fight battles we're not meant to fight let God avenge you let God vindicate you let God clean up your reputation and your character because somebody lied on you and they trying to smear your name. Let God do it and you focus on whatever he told you to do and you will find that that peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So be encouraged today. I just love you all with the love of the Lord. I appreciate everyone for being on the live for all who will listen to the replay. I hope you are blessed. I hope you got something out of it. As always, take anything that I say back unto the Lord for yourself. You have to know where you are. You have to know your season. You have to know what God is speaking to you. Let nothing I say, you are blessed. You are blessed. Amen. You blessed in the city and blessed in the field. And nothing I say should be new, no, right? It shouldn't be the first time. If this is for you and you know that the Lord has already been speaking, this is just going to be confirmation because the Lord, Holy Spirit will be then already spoke some of these things to you and told these things to you in your private time. And this is nothing more. Amen. Thank you. But a confirmation, right? Um, Because that's what God do. He speak first and then confirmation may come through you reading your word, hearing a message, you know, a person, whatever. And it's not always that somebody a prophet. Sometimes we just have a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom. I talked about that on my YouTube channel knowing the difference between a prophecy, the prophetic, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, um, because they're all meant to exhort. They're all meant to encourage, right? Um, And even the exhortation, just because somebody speaks things and they resonate with you and they apply to you and they're true to you, that don't always mean they're prophetic. That's just, it can be an exhortation because we flow in the gifts of the spirit, right? You have to know what the gifts of the spirit are, but needless to say, be encouraged. You know, If it's for you, take it. If it's not, that's okay. It will be at some point but don't be discouraged or dismayed because God is with you no matter where you are in your process he will not leave or forsake you pray for y'all okay put in the comments exactly how um or give me something to pray for but I will absolutely pray for you you don't have to give a lot of details but just give me a little direction um just so I know how to pray and I will absolutely pray for you soon but yes, we all are going to be in different places and spaces, and some of us may be going through trials that are more difficult than others. So we do want to keep each other lifted up in prayer. We do want to make sure that we are not forgetting our brothers and sisters, those that may even be in far off places, those that may be experiencing real persecution, those that may be being martyred, those that may be, may being, you know... Um, you know, really um, having a lot of, you know, things coming against them for their faith that there's a lot of things going on in the world and we want to keep each other um, lifted up. And we want to keep each other strengthened. We're one body, many members. Amen. Come on. See, that's what I do. Absolutely. um, Absolutely. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are a good, merciful, and you are a on time God. You are a God who is so intentional that you have a word. Your word is so much power. Your word says the anointing breaks the yoke. And so we are praying for the yoke of Um, low self-esteem to be broken and whatever um, issues in in the esteem and the worth and the value and the identity Lord God whatever trauma or experiences abuse or whatever happened that will create these voids Lord God in our lives Lord God that that these things will manifest like having esteem issues and having issues with our worth and our mind and understanding who we are and seeing ourselves as you see us I pray that you will give her the eyes to see herself as you see her not by her circumstances not by her past her history not by what people say about her tear off every false label right now in the name of Jesus Christ let every idle word be broken now in the name of Jesus Christ Lord God you have come to set the captives free I I just declare that she is free from the bondage of low self-esteem and depression and low self-value and low self-worth and that whatever issues that she needs resolved Lord God you are a healer you're a Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. And even with a, a, a man and Lord, you know, this is my vein because I got the Lord delivered me from out of a toxic, abusive relationship. I was in a, I was in a relationship and it was pure hell and he was the, the devil. Seriously. Like he had a whole demon. So I understand, sister, and I let me tell you one thing, and I'm not saying this because it sounds spiritual. I'm not saying this because it sounds good. I'm saying this because I know that I know that I know if he done it for me, he could do it for you. My self-esteem was shattered. I was broken. I had nothing. I had no worth, no value. I was totally, oh, stink is the he. Oh, okay. You said it's the he. Okay. Stink is the he. Okay. I'm sorry. Cause I was about to go in. Um, but even his sons, he cared for you. He care about his sons. He love you. He looked at, he when he created Adam, he said, it is very good. And when he look at you right now, he still say it's very good. It don't matter what the circumstance is. It doesn't matter what you've gone through. It don't matter, you know, your history or the mistakes that you made. He is a redeemer. He, the blood of Jesus has paid it all. Every debt is paid. In the name of Jesus, freedom is your portion. Depression has to go. Low self-esteem has to go. Low self- self-worth and self-value has to go. Whatever issues you have, the there is nothing God cannot do. He can do the impossible. He has the answer. He is our wonderful counselor. In the name of Jesus, I pray that he meets you right where you are. I pray that he intervene in your situation and that it works out for your good right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray that he begins to tear off those labels. I pray that he begins to restore your soul. David said, the Lord restores my soul. Because David understood what it was like to be broken he understood what it was like to be rejected he was rejected by his own father because he was the 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 child of a concubine so he was an illegitimate child and he was treated differently but God still had a plan and a purpose for him and he still became a king and you still a king you're still a king's thing. I want you to know that and you need to speak that over yourself. You are still a king because God said that we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. We are kings. We are priests. Why? Because that is our inheritance as saints, as believers. You are a king. You are the, you are out of the, you are the inheritance of the king of kings. You are above and not beneath. You're the head and not the tail. God, when he created you, he broke the mold. You are the apple of his eye. He looked at you and he said, it is so good i can't even make another one like you that's why it's only one you and only you can do what it is god called you to do it does not matter where you are in your life there is nothing god can't do there's no chain he can't break there's no there's no yoke that can't be broken there's no form of bondage that can't be broken there's no wound that cannot be healed he is the god of the impossible he is jehovah Rapha. he is your healer you have to know that the enemy has no right over your mind whatever lies the enemy is speaking to you i bind it in the name of Jesus and I lose the fire of the Holy Ghost against it now in Jesus name you have a sound mind you let the mind in, uh, my, this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus let the peace of God guard your heart and mind in the name of Jesus Christ you ain't got to be tormented you will be tormented no more in the name of Jesus let that heaviness I command that heaviness to break now in Jesus name I declare that depression you got to leave now in Jesus name the blood rebukes you in Jesus name you are free and free. Indeed, you are the righteousness of God. Don't ever let nobody lie to you. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the circumstance is. There is nothing God cannot do and will not do for you. He loves you with an everlasting love. His love covers a multitude of sins. His love casts out all fear. So fear, you got to go now in Jesus' name. And I declare and decree that seeing today is going to be the best day for the rest of your life because your latter days will be greater than your past. I don't care how you started. It's about how you finish and you will finish strong. You are victorious in Christ Jesus. And so we are believing right now. I stand for you. I intercede and stand in the gap on your behalf that your situation is turning around now. That it's all, everything is working together for your good right now in the name of Jesus, that God is restoring and touching your soul. Even those deepest parts of your soul that you don't even know that he's bringing healing to him right now in the name of Jesus, that you will be made whole right now in Jesus name. I declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. And I believe it in the name of Jesus. And I know God that you didn't allow Sting to be here. Is this not a coincidence? This is not happenstance. He's exactly where he needs to be. You need to know God loves you. It doesn't matter who the vessel is. It don't matter that I'm a woman. I still have the spirit of God in me. And he that is in me is greater. And so this is God. This is the word of the Lord. He is saying to you, he loves you. Don't you ever forget it. And don't you ever doubt it. He loves you and he created you and you are meant to be here and you are valuable and you are important and you are necessary. And he has a great work for you to do. Be not discouraged or dismayed. This season will not last. Trouble don't last always. We've been in for the night. Joy will come in the morning. Well, this is your season for joy. Joy is your portion. So I pray you receive this prayer. And I pray that you speak over yourself every day. You are a king. You are a king. You, you are a king because you are a child of the most high God, the king of kings. You just like your daddy. You a king like your father in heaven. And you will reign and rule. You are a leader. You are a provider. You will be a good father or are a good father, a good husband, everything God created you to do. You will do it and you will be excellent. And you will be a man after God own heart. You are a mighty man of valor. You are a mighty warrior. Even Gideon had self-esteem issues when the angel of the Lord came to him and said, hey, you mighty warrior. He said, who you talking to? Because I'm the least in my family and my family is the least. And I I don't know who you talking to because I ain't qualified because, and he had every reason under the sun. But God don't look at you how you see yourself. He look at you how he created you. And he said, Mighty warrior, nothing is ever going to taint God's image of you. You are, He looks at you through the blood, through the blood of Jesus. You are who He says you are. Whatever chain and stronghold that is keeping you captive, we bind it and, and curse it at the root right now and loose the fire of the Holy Ghost against it. That you will be. And that you will be exactly who God created you to be in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. And I just appreciate you asking for prayer. I thank you, and I know that Lord the Lord is going to continue to confirm his word. He's going to continue to speak to speak to you. So, even in your um uh, in your personal time, just go before him in prayer, even sometimes in quietness and let him begin to truly renew you and rejuvenate you and restore you from the inside out because that's the kind of God we serve. He got he he will gut you and he will rebuild you and mold you into a man that you didn't even know you would be because everything he created is good, everything, including you, and so I'm excited for what God is going to do for you, saying please, you know, make sure you holler at me, give me an update, a testimony of how God is going to manifest um his word in your life, every word that's gone forth, and as you continue to seek God, as you continue to keep him first, trust and believe, you will see it, you will see it, God has no favorites. He's no respecter of persons, right? We all his favorite. He got all his kids. He love all his kids. And so I just thank God for you, Sting. I thank God for you, um, London. We... I thank God for both of you and anybody else who will get on this podcast. I pray it's a blessing. I pray that the Lord truly is speaking to your heart and that whatever issue of the heart that you have today, that it shall be healed. Wherever there is brokenness, that it shall be mended. Wherever there needs to be restoration, that you are restored. If there's any deliverance that needs to take place of anything that is unlike God, that he delivers you today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, because freedom is your portion. It is your right. It is your inheritance. Jesus came to set the captives free. Those he set free are free indeed. Amen. And so, and the blessing is yours. Make no mistake about it. It is yours. You are blessed. And I just pray that the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and asks no sorrow is your portion in Jesus name. So thank you all for joining us here on the purity after promiscuity podcast and i just want to leave you guys with the leave you guys with the priestly blessing may the lord bless you and keep you may the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and grant you his peace and i want you-